Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. Hour number two on this Monday, the 13th day of March 2023. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny K. Halem, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City GR to the Motor City, we say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248 951 2176. Facebook, X's and Bros, and of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website and details on our newest giveaway, right? So if the Fiesta Bowl wasn't enough, if the Masters wasn't enough, we are going to send you and a friend to Tigers opening day home and away in conjunction with our friends over at Soaring Eagle uh, Resort and Eagle Casino in Sports. It is a round-trip airfare and hotel package for two, plus tickets to the Rays and Tigers on opening day, which is Thursday, March 30th. And then you get to go to Tigers and Red Sox on April 6th. So you get the uh, opening day for the Tigers, both uh, you know, MLB opening day, opening day, plus the Tigers uh, home opener, which is very, very exciting as well. All you have to do is text the keyword Tigers. Send that to 21,000. That's Tigers to 21000. Got to be 21 years of age and uh, to enter to win, visit michigansportsnetwork.com. I actually just put a tweet out about it uh, as well with the link about, uh, you know, if you want more information about the uh, accommodations or what's going on, uh, just visit that link at michigansportsnetwork.com. All right, what else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. All right, uh, college football news here. Uh, The SEC is trending towards scheduling a model without divisions that includes nine SEC opponents, six rotating, and three permanent. Conference office has uh, sent possible permanent rivals to each school to consider. Brian Kelly said he was given uh, nine SEC teams, that, which included Alabama, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M for the fixed opponents. They're trying to get this uh, adjusted for the eventual joining of Oklahoma and Texas in 2024. Uh, this is pretty interesting because what do you do then with Cupcake Week? Is that going to be gone? Is that no longer going to be a thing where, you know, uh, Alabama Tech uh, plays, you know, the Crimson Tide, Alcorn State pops up against uh, you know a 60-minute foosball game against uh, Auburn. Is that going to happen? It'll be very, very interesting. 
I don't know when the Big Ten's going to take this model on um, because it's been so weighted to which division is obviously better. Uh, it's the East in the Big Ten. Will the Big Ten take on a model that doesn't have divisions? Uh, we'll wait to see. I don't know how you necessarily do it or divide it to make it make sense uh, if you're going to do divisions. I don't know how, you know, because when you do the protected rivalries like this, like Auburn, Alabama is a pretty big game. LSU, Alabama is a pretty big game, right? Uh, those are both pretty fierce opponents to have on your schedule each year, which, you know, from a from a, a gr- big picture perspective, Right. Let's say Michigan State was handed Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State for their three rivalry games. Well, you know, that's weighted their schedule increasingly more challenging uh, than what Wisconsin would be, or what Minnesota would be, or what Iowa. You know what I mean? So, how do you do it? Like Michigan playing Ohio State is going to stay. Well, Michigan playing Ohio State, that game's automatically the most challenging. Uh, that for you know whoever plays Ohio State, that's the hardest game on their schedule. So I, I don't I don't know if there's a right way to necessarily do this, but then you look at it at the pro level, it's like okay, well we see the divisional model work out just fine. I actually love the divisional model uh, in the NFL. I think it's great. I think we need more divisional games in the NBA uh, to help out with rivalries and to be able to you know draw a little bit of hatred there between the franchises. So that one hundred percent agree. Oh really? Oh yeah. Da- oh. The, who cares about your division in basketball? It's so you dumb. It, I, you should absolutely. I would love to care about what the Bulls are doing or the Bucks on a daily basis, but I, I don't. can't even name the names of the divisions in basketball because that's how meaningless they are. And like, where, which teams belong where? You're telling me that you're not keeping track of the NBA's Atlantic Division? I've I've already nope. redone the divisions. I've I've expanded the league by two t- by two teams. I've added Vegas. I've added Seattle. Because well, been... it starts from like game six of like, here's the Eastern Conference standings. Here's the Western Conference standings. We don't You're look right. in division races. Yeah. You're right. And, and, but they should, right? I mean, they should put more. Like, when was the last time a division? major sports network has put up the NBA divisional races? Mm, maybe it would be better. Careful when you say race right now. It's a big deal with Jokic and the MVP voting. Uh, Rams, props to Charles Barkley for what he did on TNT last what week. What did he do? Oh, what Shaq was talking about, how Giannis was his MVP. And then Charles Barkley goes, oh, you're only voting for him because he's black? He goes, that's what I heard on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> and the whole, all four up there were just belly laughing to the point where it was just silence for 15 seconds. Dude, it's, they, they, there's, there's no show that is even close to inside the NBA on TNT. There's just, I mean, they, that is the best, that's the best program out there. Uh, Eid sports, Kenny, but you gotta have the real one. That one with the, the, the diet version. So Kenny Candace was not Parker on this and, one. It was uh Jamal Crawford and for Kenny. So it was Barkley Crawford, Ernie and Shaq. Okay, all right. Well, at least at least Ernie was there to, to hold down the uh, to hold down the fort because that that's the best group. Uh, that other diet version with D Wade and Candace Parker is just god awful. Uh, Rams are trading their star cornerback Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Were you surprised at the return on this? The Dolphins send a 2023 third rounder, number 77 overall, and a tight end Hunter Long in exchange. A third rounder. Yeah, I was talking with my brother about this. I was like, we have a third rounder. We have a no-name tight end that hasn't accomplished much in the NFL. What the heck, Lions? 
We have a plethora of tight ends that no one's heard of. There must be more to the story if a guy who knew him didn't want him. We can get well. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm shelving that topic for unless tomorrow. there's another it, cornerback that maybe is on the trade market. Ooh, can you believe they that? They used to play in Detroit. Why did the Eagles hire Matt Patricia? I I can't for the life of me figure that out. And the fact that one of your leaders in the in the clubhouse is just like, you know what? I'm out. Don't I don't want this guy anywhere near me. Like you don't think that's gonna hurt that team? I think that's a. I think that's a big big miss by Philly. Big miss. That that's gonna come back to haunt him. Uh, the Commanders in defensive tackle Deron Payne. Uh, they have did, settled on a four-year, ninety million dollar deal. So good for them. Uh, the New York Football Jets are gonna keep their linebacker Quincy Williams. Got him on a three-year deal uh, worth twenty-one million. Includes nine million in guaranteed. See, that's a legitimate deal. Some of these other figures are just way, way, way too high. And it's like, yo, why are we why are we doing this? Why are we paying all this? The Boston Bruins, congratulations to them. They became the fastest team to reach 50 wins in NHL history. They did so against the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday, 3-2. to two. The Bruins only needed 64 games to reach 50 wins, which beat the record of 66 set by the 95-96 Red Wings and matched by the 2018-2019 Lightning. However, it wouldn't matter because there's a vengeance game uh, yesterday for Detroit. They did a little Send off to Tyler Bertuzzi. Thanks for playing. 5-3. Red Wings were a winner. Also, so update on the Matt Patricia thing. The Eagles actually did not end up hiring him. Okay, good. So. <laughs> they reversed course. I so, love it. It was good. rumored that he was a top candidate, and then the Eagles went and hired DJ Elliott as their uh, linebackers coach. That's, who, that's the position Patricia was going for. They could have hired me legitimately hired me and we would have had a better overall locker room than that. Just don't play any of that little, little Papa Smurf music. Uh, Capitals are re-signing Trevor Van Riemsdyk to a three-year $9 million deal. And Josh Gaddis, the former Michigan Wolverine offensive coordinator is going to take over the play calling duties for the Maryland Terrapins. We'll step aside when we return, get you a little Detroit Lions trivia next year, X's and bros, Michigan sports network. Get more for your money with Meyer this St. Patrick's Day. Find more favorites like corned beef and crisp cabbage. More to sip like Irish spirits and beer. More sweets like Irish soda bread and cupcakes. More decor to celebrate. And more ways to save with 7 for $7, where you can mix or match over a 1,000 items across the store. You're always in luck with the same low prices in-store and online. Find savings as good as gold this week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach. And his team from Bean Garter will have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? Consistently refreshing and consistently light. 
you might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Share your thoughts all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great for Grateful to have you join us today on this Monday after Selection Sunday. That's always fun. It's hour two. It is segment two, which means it's time for... Detroit Lions trivia. All right, let's go way back to the year of, take a guess what year this trivia question comes from. 2020. Okay, in 2020, with 81 tackles, who was the Detroit Lions leader among defensive backs in tackles? He had 81 of them. Diggs. Diggs. No soup for you. Tracy Walker. Ooh. I hope folks realize Tracy Walker's coming back to this club. He's going to be on this team. Now he is recovering from the Achilles, which is not uh, not ideal. It's not great, but he is coming back. So I'd say that's a hell of an acquisition to be making here. We'll see. Hopefully he's... You know, he's 90% of his former self. That's going to be pretty good. All right, let's get over to the Meyer Super Center guest line. Daniel, uh, who do we have uh, Who do we have waiting on hold for us? New York Scott. Oh, New York Scott is on the phone line. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Scott. Good morning to you, my friend. How are you, partner? Hey, good morning, brother. I'm a little more tired than I should be, man. Let's just, uh, I hate daylight savings time. I was driving to work, and it was uh, sun out, and now I'm driving in the dark again, you know? <laughs> so but, uh, so do we stay I, I think we stay on this time i don't think that we i don't think we should fall behind i think we just stay where we're at you think we stay where we're at huh if we fall behind though uh you know those summers when they well you don't have kids right summertime with this time zone it, it's 10 o'clock and it's still sunny out and they're like oh why do i gotta go to bed i'm like because i'm done you know i don't care what the sun says like the time says it's 10 o'clock so I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I guess I'm, I'm not opposed. As long as we stick to one of them so you get used to it, I think I'd live with it. I don't really care. Uh, yeah, I, I personally, I prefer more more light in the evening than in the morning. Like, it, it's okay if the sun isn't up. I mean, it's dark out right now, but, I mean, the sun will be up in, what? I don't know. We'll keep track of it today. Maybe it'll be 20, 20, 30 minutes. Maybe it'll be up by 8 o'clock. You know, I just want longer yeah, I days. I'm, I just need more light. I, I need 748 more sun. sunrise here. Sun's coming up in 27 minutes. Look, Scott, you just got off the beach at old San Juan. You were walking around, you know, having a great time playing with the frogs. You probably saw Francisco Lindor. You probably have a team Puerto Rico jersey uh, somewhere in your closet now with uh, Javi Baez and company. I get it. I understand. I haven't had warm weather in the sun. It was 60 degrees like two weeks ago, then it snowed. Like, I can't, I, I need it. I need some warm <laughs> weather. I'm, I'm losing my mind. 
I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, and I don't. I don't have the jersey, but I did buy uh, all my kids got uh, Puerto Rican jerseys uh, when I was out there and Puerto Rican hats and, and stuff like that. So. I uh, just went to Detroit, so I don't know if you remember, never been to a basketball game. The kids were uh, anxious to go, so we saw the Oh, yeah, where'd game. you go eat at? Uh, we went to Freddy's Pizza Shop, you know. Uh, I just figured I was out, you know. He went to Freddy's, get a pizza! Are you serious? Yeah. You know, the man, the myth, the legend, I met him in person. Uh, he was busy as could be, man. Uh, they were selling out of pies left and right. I got there about an hour and a half before close, and that man was, like, about to close the doors on people because he was fresh out of everything. They were so slamming. So uh, really good problem to have. Freddie, big shout-out. Uh, pizza was great. I did give him a five-star review. Uh, I'd say best pizza I've had in Detroit, probably second-best in Michigan I've ever had, and I've been here a long time. So that's, that's, a, that's definitely a notch in the, in the, in the, the belt there. It's not a, not a diss on the pizza for sure. That's some premium premium pie out there for sure so uh much love to freddie thank you again for the pizza my man uh, this, this was great you know they lost it was, it was uh the id's bobblehead night so the kids got bobbleheads uh again we're not we're not pistons fans so they had no gear so i swagged them all out everybody got jerseys everybody got hats uh, uh the balls the chip the big the big uh flavor flav chains with the pistons things on them there you know so we we got geared up when we were out there uh it was fun it was fun it was they took the first lead of the night since they tip off five minutes left in the fourth quarter 90 to 88 thinking we had a chance and then all of a sudden the, you know the next four minutes they just kind of steamroll but it was a good time now now let me ask you Bellino, you've been to a ton of games are are basketball fans not like football fans in the sense, like, I'm yelling, I'm screaming, I'm calling people bums out there and bad calls. My whole section was looking at me like I was a lunatic. Is, is that not normal for basketball? Not not when you are not when you have a team that's a 15-win club. I, that's what it comes down to. If you went back to the glory days of the going-to-work Pistons, I mean, people were dialed in like every possession. They were cheering, they were chanting, place was sold out. It was crazy. Uh, right now, this this franchise has been so putrid that it has basically alienated the fan base to a point where like the, people are now going there as a social event like, well that's, yeah they also play music to. during play which i love i love that i i love the fact that, that no can, that you just can, means your fans aren't yelling and screaming so you every, have to have some noise every nba club does it though like it's part of the game it's part of the entertainment factor of of the league, like, yeah. I I might I'm a huge fan. I like the fact you come up like in uh, you'll hear an instrumental of one of your favorite songs from like the '90s. Like I think the Pistons DJ does a does a pretty good job of of mixing uh, mixing up. I like the fact that they can play the defense chant in the background. Uh, you know when it's a tight game and you know it gets it gets more people even more involved. But yeah, they just um you know they're just not any good. If they were 53 and 15, Scott, that whole experience would have been different. I mean, people would have been just going losing their minds, but. You know, there. I think a lot of fans aren't going to invest in a team until they get good again. I, I really think that that's where the the fan base is at when it comes to the Pistons. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah, they had some guys out too. You know, once again, I don't know the lineup, but you know, a couple of the major players, the tibia fracture and whatever else is going on, where they were arresting some people. So, yeah, I mean, it was good though. It was fun. The kids had a blast. You, you know, went to the Pacers game right yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was the Pacers game. So, I mean, it, the score doesn't reflect the game. That game was tight. Uh, a couple times they trailed by by double digits, and then they came back on a rally, which is always fun. 
a couple really big alley-oops and some, some uh, misdirection passes that are always fun to see. You know, just not enough of it. If, you know, I'm not a, base, uh, a basketball critic, but if I would say a couple things I noticed, play some damn defense. It seemed like we're earning every basket out there, and those guys are walking down and just laying it up uh, and then driving to the rim. It just feels like nobody wants to drive it to the rim and just say, I'm bigger and better than you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dunk you right in your face. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys watch way more than I do, at least have to cover it more than I do. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was good overall. Had a blast. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep you informed, guys. I, you know, have a great morning. I love that, Scott. I'm glad you got to go to Freddy's. And you got to see one of Killian Hayes' best games as a professional. Uh, the Pacers, I mean, they, they felt bad for us. They took it easy on us. They said, look, man, we know that, you know, Bellino there on the Michigan Sports Network, if we, if we play Tyrese Halliburton tonight and he goes crazy, he's going to be insufferable. So what we should do is not play him. Uh, we will we will put, list him on the injury report and we'll beat the Pistons anyways uh, because that was gonna that was gonna get ugly. I mean I had already irritated Pistons Twitter ahead of time because they they're telling me to get over it, get over it. That's what they're telling me. I mean the 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 team the 4 team is still talking about what if we would have drafted Mello. One of the great great comments that I liked about this is how it I think it was Rip Hamilton was saying it how that would have changed the trajectory of Mello's career. And Rip was talking about when, you know, I wasn't really a great defender, but when I got to Detroit because of what Ben Wallace had done already and the kind of like what the culture was in the locker room, like you had, like I became a better defender. And they were talking about had Mello joined the Pistons, where that would have taken this team and how that might have changed the course of Mello's career because he was the young hotshot coming in and he was going to be dealing with already established veterans that were going to help guide him. That we had the the Darko pick instead, and we still talk about that. So if you if you think I'm ever going to give up the Tyrese Halliburton and, and drafting Killian Hayes, I don't think so. Not on my watch. We'll step aside. We'll be back. The highs and the lows for a mid-major in March at the same school at the same time, and it happened in Cleveland. We'll talk about, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great for Michigan State. They have a hell of a streak going, 25 consecutive births. How about Toledo, though? 43 years without a tournament bid. We'll talk about it next year, Exxon Bros. Michigan Sports Network. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness. So be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. 
But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Admire. You get more for your money every time you shop. Like right now, when you mix or match more than a thousand items across the store, you'll pay just one dollar each when you buy seven on items like extra large avocados, Campbell's condensed soup, nor pasta and rice sides, and body armor super drink. Get them all for just one dollar when you buy seven or more. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices whether you shop in store, pick up, or have it delivered right to your door. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Is and bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. Join us, share your thoughts, text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000, sports radio to 21,000, or holler at us on the Meyer Supercenter guest line 248 You could save that phone number. As the uh, you could save it as the Meyer guest line, you could save it as X and Bros morning show. We don't care what you save it, just save it so you can access it quickly. Is Bob and Waters still there? He is indeed. Bob and Waters, how are you, my friend? Good morning to you, partner. Hey, I'm doing real good, you guys. Hey, I wanted to uh, share something I discovered. I was studying uh, World War II, the Italian campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, in December of 1941, uh, Lions were down 17 14 to the Eagles. And a rookie out of Arkansas, caught. he played offensive and defensive end, caught a pass and rambled for a 45-yard touchdown that beat the Eagles. Three weeks later was Pearl Harbor. Most of the NFL went to war. And this guy's name was Maurice Britt. They called him Bootsy Britt because his feet were so big. And he was in five beach assaults. Africa, Sicily, Anzio, Salerno, and um, southern France on Operation Dragoon. He was the second most decorated soldier in World War II, only behind Audie Murphy. And they were in the same 3rd Infantry Division, as, as a matter of fact. And uh, um, Bootsy Britt had the, the Bronze Star, Silver Star, Distinguished Service Cross, and the Medal of Honor. But Audie had two silver stars and two bronze stars. But Bootsy had four purple hearts to Audie's three. And uh, um, Bootsy Brett lost lost one of his arms in combat. So he was out of the game. And in 1966, he was elected lieutenant governor of the state of Arkansas. How about that? Wow. Hey, look at The 11th Lieutenant Governor of Arkansas. Here he is, Maurice Lee Britt, Medal of Honor recipient. No way. Uh, it was built a little differently back then. Uh, they were built a little differently back then. What are you going to do? Well, i got to leave my professional football career uh, to go you know, take home a Medal of Honor in World War II, which uh, you usually don't get those from situations that are real great. Um, but, man, how, how about that? That's a, that is 
We're, like that's why we need. I think we need at Ford Field. We need like some sort of, uh, I don't know, like trip down memory lane where you have guys like more like Maurice Britt. It, I didn't know the name. That is an incredible story right there. There should be like a picture of him on the wall. Like we should be able to take you through the years of some of these guys uh, like Maurice Britt. This whole thing began with us because of Lions trivia in, uh, in uh, Jim Martin. So there, like, there's another one that you could put up on the wall. And people that did uh, great things and achieved greatness uh, outside of the playing field. I, I think that would be fantastic. It'd be like a yeah. museum. Do you know what? Artie Murphy sent him a telegram when he was elected lieutenant governor and says, uh, is there anything you can't do? And he, he sent him Artie back a message and says, I can't act. <laughs> Because uh, Murphy made fifty movies. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember which uh, which Audie Murphy film I saw as a youngster. Probably uh, to Hell and Back. He he played himself uh, in the movie called To Hell and Back, and, and he made a lot of westerns. Uh, and yep. Some were good. Yeah, it it might be To Hell and Back. That that might be it. I'll I'll double check with my uh, with my dad because if Audie Murphy played himself. Um, because he was he was a machine gunner, right? He was an infantryman. Um, infantryman who took the machine gun, like burnt his arm because the barrel was so hot, but he had to move positions. Oh, right. Yeah, I I think he was standing on top of a burning tank, using the fifty caliber machine gun, holding back a whole wave of a of, of assault by himself. And shortly after he uh, pulled back. Oh, Andy was calling in artillery while he was doing it, you know, and spotting him. <laughs> Multitasking soon, at its finest. And soon after he got off the tank, it exploded because it was full of ammo and petroleum. Unbelievable. Like that, what a, it is, I mean, that's just, uh, wow. What a, what a story. Bob and Waters, man. I, I appreciate yeah. the history lesson this morning. I'll double check with my dad and see what film it was. I think it's probably that. All right. Well, I'm always listening to a good show, you guys. Appreciate you, Bob. Thank you, my friend. See, now we learned something. Maurice Britt, maybe he will come up uh, in in Lions trivia. That would be great. Uh, so over the weekend, it was a uh, really, really great time for some schools and a really uh, not-so-great time uh, for other schools. The brackets are out. we got the bracket challenge uh, happening right now, michigansportsnetwork.com, so uh, feel free to hop into that. We'll post the links to it. Uh, it's going to be, it, it's one of the great days and great weekends in all of sports. The fact that March Madness is taking place uh, this Thursday and Friday, which means we have uh, St. Patrick's Day and March Madness, double whammy. Like that is just, um, it, it's awesome. And I, as I look to, I look at Arizona State making it as an 11 seed uh, with a guy by the name of Frankie Collins. He'll be playing in the play-in game uh, coming up in on Wednesday. Yeah, that's on True TV at 9:10. Frankie Collins and the Arizona State Sun Devils against the Nevada Wolfpack. You know how high on Frankie Collins I was. Big Frank, as I like to call him. You sound like a mobster. Uh, Big Frank left uh, the Michigan program and went to Arizona State. I look at guys like Brandon Johns Jr. and Zeb Jackson, who both left the University of Michigan, went to Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, they got in as a 12 seed. They'll take on uh, five-seeded St. Mary's. On the 17th, TBS, 2 o'clock. And did Washington make it? It's the only, no. Uh, only, okay, so Washington, Cole Badgema might be the only one uh, who has who has missed it. I mean, uh, Colin Castleton in Florida. Florida. That's right. They're in the NIT, right? 
Maybe. I don't know where. They... I think it might be Florida versus UCF. Uh, and Castleton, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he broke his hand like. Yeah, he's been out for a bit. Like a month, maybe-ish. But I look at uh, some of the guys that have gone on to have some success. Other really good for them. Uh, happy for them. That's great and all. Um, but not not a good look at all for the Michigan Wolverines. And as as Michigan fans sat back and watched eight teams get in uh, from the Big Ten, maybe there should have been a ninth team. Um, you know, maybe maybe Rutgers should have done a little bit more damage. You know, you look at all the missed opportunities. Like, oh, well, you know, maybe next year, and you go to the NIT. And if you're a team like North Carolina, you don't even accept the invitation. I had asked that a month and a half ago. Would Michigan accept the berth to the NIT? And some people laughed at me, and they were like, what do you mean NIT? This team can do that. They could do this, that, and the third, but I I need to see them actually do this, that, and the third uh, in order to believe that they're going to be able to pull it off, and they find themselves in the NIT. Even when my guy, Coach Barlow, tried to call me out. What was that, last week? Last week he tried to do that. And then uh, if you it, uh, Ryan went back into the crates and dug out the actual audio of me talking about the NIT and, and what the, uh, the the qualifications and stipulations of the NIT are, and uh, Barlow was uh, laughing at me. Huh, look at us now. But then I have my teams in Toledo, right? So both of my teams uh, that I work for, and I work for the University of Michigan as well, as you, I'm sure if you listen to this program, you're all very much aware of that. Toledo is going to travel to Michigan tomorrow night to play basketball in the first round of the NIT. A lot of people, oh, my God, who are you rooting for? We, we root for our employers in my field. That's how this works because we enjoy paychecks. And you look at how the Big Ten, how this works. I know it's not fair. I know it's not. And for a very long time, I have gone back and forth with many people about conference championship week. Now, if you enjoyed, and I'm sure if you're a sports fan, if you're a basketball fan, Conference Championship Week is just basically an extension of March Madness. It really truly is the kickoff, to me, of March Madness because everybody is playing for their lives. Michigan played themselves out of the tournament by underachieving in the Big Ten tournament. A team like Toledo uh, and and Oral Roberts, I got to mention Oral Bob because they are on a 17 game heater and have an absolute alien playing for them as well. The only guy in the country that could probably go uh, and see eye level with Zach Eady of Purdue, but they they both have 17 game winning streaks. Right now, there's a caveat to this. You're not going to see this, and I, I heard it said like, oh, you're not going to see that, you know, basically anywhere else. You're right. You're not going to see it very many places because you're not going to run into some of the teams that other teams have to play. Like you're not going to go see Duke at Cameron indoor. Like you're not going to play Kansas. You're not playing Kentucky, uh, Alabama. You're not going to see, you know, Michigan state in the is zone. Like it's just you know, Purdue. I just brought them up. UCLA really good. Like it's just, there's way too much parody. You know, the, the higher up on the food chain you go, the more difficult it is. We all know this, but that's why those teams get multiple bids into the NCAA tournament. The Mac hasn't been a multi-bid league in more than 20 years. It's not the actual conference's fault for not promoting their product. It's not. Like the 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 Mac the last time I checked and that was like a few weeks ago, but the Mac was ranked 19th in men's RPI. Like the 19th best conference. Like that's just it, that's not going to cut it to get two teams in. And it is it's I hate to say it is what it is, but it's it's heartbreaking because you see the team, you watch them all season. And you see what they were capable of. 
And I had this really weird feeling about five minutes into the game. I'm like, ah, the game against Kent State, the MAC championship. I really wanted to go. I, unfortunately, uh, unable to. And it just kind of, you know, it, it just is what it is. But the, you know, sitting down and watching what took place earlier on in the day because the MAC tournament had the women's game on uh, first thing in the morning and then uh, the men's game on that evening. And I watched the Toledo women who are also riding a heater. They've won like 15 straight or something like that. Some crazy who they got to the finals because in the first round game on Wednesday, a young lady by the name of Quinesha Lockett hit the game tying three to force overtime. And then in overtime had the game winning block. Like it's just incredible. She's the uh, conference uh, tournament MVP. She was the conference player of the year. She's the real deal. She's all about five foot, nine inches tall and all about a hundred pounds. God bless her. Always smiling, very smiling. And I watch the Toledo Rockets, who won the regular season in the Mid-American Conference, get to the championship game. And on the CBS broadcast, CBS Sports Network, they said it's better for the conference to, win, to have Bowling Green win that game than Toledo because Toledo had what they believed a strong enough case to make it as an at-large because we've seen the Mid-American Conference in years, recent years get multiple teams in on the women's side. Why not on the men's? Well, the women's side, they tend to schedule a little bit differently. They load up the meat and the potatoes. They have a very, very difficult schedule. As Toledo did this year. They went on the road and beat top 25 Michigan at Michigan. That's what it is going to take. They brought Notre Dame to Toledo. right? They, they've brought some of these schools. They brought somebody from the SEC uh, to Toledo. Now I can't remember who it was, uh, but you know their whole, their, their whole thought process was, I think it was Duke maybe? Uh, because they knew that they were going to run into South Carolina and what that environment is like. They wanted to play in an environment like that with a rabid fan base to get ready for that. You're never going to see that on the men's side. So you have all of this this entire body of work through November, December, January, February, into the first week of March. You have four four months, basically, of work into a 30-32 game season, depending on how far you go. And if you're the women's team, you don't want to leave it into the judges. Like, take the judges' scorecard out of it. That's the best opportunity you have as a boxer, right? Don't ever allow it to go to the card, and you never have to worry about getting screwed. Just handle it while you're in there. In theory, it's a good idea, but you're not going to go Mike Tyson and knock everybody out. Like, that doesn't happen. It's very rare, unless you're in there with a bunch of tomato cans. And there is a, a part of me that believes in why championship week exists we know it exists it is that extension of march madness the championship weeks were great everybody's playing for their lives it's an exciting week of college basketball that's fantastic leads right into march you can see how everything kind of plays out with the teams that are punching their tickets it makes for great riveting television Furman got in or is it Furman? Furman or fordham who got in who somebody got in with an f and somebody's Furman. in there with Furman gets in. They had broke, what, a 47-year drought or something crazy? If I'm not mistaken. A lot of stats. Like, uh, Charleston, for God's sakes. Like, some of these teams, uh, California, Santa Barbara, like, all these different teams that get in only because they get in through their conference tournament, it makes the week well worth it. And then you have the other side of it. You have two teams from the same school in the same conference in the same venue, playing on the same exact day, and one team goes mission mission accomplished, and the other team is sitting there with a 43-year drought now of making the NCAA tournament. 
haven't made it since 1980 for the Toledo Rockets men's team. Uh, the women are back for the you know first time since I think 2017, and it's it's really the amount of time, the amount of effort, everything that these these players put into this, these coaching staffs put into this to have it all disappear because of one game at the end of the year, like that to me is bonkers because Michigan didn't lose their bid because they got knocked out by Rutgers. No, they didn't lose it because of that. They lost it because they lost on the road to Wisconsin. The guy showed up in a ski mask. They lost it because they lost in overtime in back-to-back games. Like that's why. That's why they lost. As we all saw, like we, everyone kind of thought Rutgers was in after beating Michigan. Like, oh, they're going to be in the first four, <laughs> and then they were somehow a net ranking of forty, and all the last four teams in had net rankings worse than Rutgers. I honestly think they didn't want to put nine teams from the same conference in. I think that especially they, with I, six of the eight teams being seven through eleven seeds. Yeah, I just. Uh, I just I and when that conference historically struggles in the tournament, yeah, and 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 look, I mean, is the NCAA tournament? I mean, John Wagner will talk about this till the cows come home. The event is fun, but it's not the best way to crown a champion. You're right. In a seven-game series, Toledo probably beats Kent State and advances. It might be four to three. Kent's a Kent's a pretty tough matchup. It was good to see you know sincere carry going up against Ray J. Dennis, two of the budding stars of this conference and and that was a lot of fun but at the end of the day like i i believe that toledo would beat them you know four games to two in a series but that's not how it works in college basketball we ain't got time for all that at least with the mac though it came down on the one and two seed teams that are separated by one game in the regular season yeah. if you're the mac you're probably really happy with how that the conference tournament turned out yeah, you had one seeds one, two, three, and five. Ohio being the five seed, getting the upset over Ball State, advancing to the semifinals. Like you got good games. Uh, I thought that the attendance, I thought the crowds were great, um, and and good, good, good for Kent State, right? I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. If you can't win the regular season, uh, you gotta you gotta try to get it done uh, in the tournament. And I was reading Dave Briggs, a uh, buddy of mine for the uh, from the Toledo Blade, one of America's great newspapers. And he just said, like, will this team be remembered a la the Buffalo Bills of the 1990s? And I thought, man, is that really interesting? Like, because of all the success that they've had, three Mid-American Conference regular season titles in a row and not an NCAA berth to show for it. I personally don't see that as some epic colossal failure. I don't. I think the regular season matters. It matters to me. And so, therefore, it's easy for me to rationalize and say that's a very good season. There is a there's a large portion of the fan base that's just uh, they they think that the team is cursed. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know. We got to sacrifice a chicken at mid quarter. What we got to do? Uh, but it is uh, it's interesting. And now we find ourselves with Toledo taking on Michigan tomorrow night at Chrysler Center. Hour number three is next. X and Bros. Michigan Sports Network.